Spackle Car! Yes! <laughs> For another week, it's actually the New Year's Eve edition mm-hmm. of Backdoor Cut, although you might be hearing this. Actually, if you're in America, you might be hearing this on New Year's Eve. In any case, my name is Josh DiMatteo, here with Matt Beatty. Yo, yo. And Jake Eisenberg. What is up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellas, how crazy has this, what's it been, a week, maybe two weeks that the season's been, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, time has just become a concept to me. I've been locked in front of game after game after game. I don't even know what day it is. I'm pretty sure it's been exactly one week. Exactly. It, it feels a lot longer. It than feels that. like months. It does. Months. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it feels like months. And it's, we, that's because we were coming up with like season defining takes oh, after yeah. the first day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've written off several teams and brought them back several yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of the basis of this episode. We're going to run through a few of the stories so far, a few of the teams, players, trends, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to hit it with the, the real-o-meter, if you oh, want to call it okay. that. okay. Real-o-meter. Can I, can I work that in? Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, the real-o-meter, it's going to ding, ding, ding if it's real. And if it's not real, you're going to flunk and it's not going to hold up for the rest of the <laughs> season. For example, Jake, would you like to kick us off with the game we just finished watching moments before recording. Oh, this is perfect timing. The Nets Hawks just wrapped up 145 to 141. No overtimes involved whatsoever. That's great. <laughs> Kevin Durant. There's clearly no defense played. Yeah, so I think, you know, going into the season, we were a little bit worried about the defense of both of these teams. And um, I think we saw that a little bit today. But, I mean, Durant is probably the story of the season so far. Everybody's worried, wondering whether or not he's going to come back and be healthy. And he's looked exactly like Kevin Durant for the most part. 33, 11, and 8 today. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's looking pretty healthy so <laughs> for good. a guy that's just come off an Achilles injury. I don't think we've ever seen a player come back so, well, I don't know what's the word, with such little drop-off mm-hmm. from their pre-injury selves. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's... We're a week in, very small sample size. It could, over the course of a season, maybe we'll see a trend in efficiency or this, that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's looking pretty hot. Beatty, you were probably the most bullish. I don't think you were nearly as bullish as you were making it seem you were oh, on the text. Go back, go back and listen to the previous oh, episode. Pull the tapes. Light, lifelong <laughs> Brooklyn Nets fan over here. Uh. Number one ticket holder. I hang out with Jay Z on the on courtside. <laughs> I, I love the Brooklyn Net. I yeah, uh-huh. man. I'm, I think they they've started the season really really strong, and they look like they're gonna be one of the best teams in the East. Obviously, going off one week, but yeah, yeah. No, I think the only question about whether or not they were going to contend for the East was Durant's health, and if he was healthy, then he is he's the best player in the East, right? It's either him yeah, or Tatum. Yeah. Him or Tatum. No, just kidding. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, that guy, Giannis. Um, but, yeah, he's... Maybe he was about to launch off his chair. I know. Chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it's... I mean, Giannis is obviously the back-to-back MVP, but Durant is on a, another level until Giannis can prove that he can do it in the playoffs. He's... He's just ridiculous. Well, Durant was back-to-back finals MVP before his injury. Yeah. No, I mean... That was the conversation. It was between him and LeBron. Was Durant stealing the the crown 
from King James mm. and then in the Achilles. But um, LeBron's still got the crown defending the title. I yep. mean, final, his current finals MVP. But as far as the East is concerned, uh, Durant's the best player in the East. And now I know everything's hunky-dory right now. I, I don't want to pour too much haterade all over the parade here. But this... <laughs> I can't, I can't. I'm just smelling sage right now, man. That's all I've got. <laughs> this is so similar to the uh, first season of Kyrie with the Celtics. It was, I saw today Joe Harris got asked about the Kyrie um, media narrative about how he's a bad guy. And he's like, no, man, he's a great guy. It's like, it's been, <laughs> it's been one week. This is exactly how, how it goes. Things are going good. Every story coming out of the camp was... Kyrie's a great guy. Celtics went on like a 16-game winning streak or whatever it was. I think it was 11. Um, and if Kyrie doesn't get injured in that season, the Celtics probably go to the finals because they took the Cavs to seven games without Kyrie. And so it pretty much was as perfect as you could have asked for. He was an MVP candidate until he got injured. Everything was going real good. Mate, we, me, I was like firmly in the Kyrie will be the savior camp. Yeah, he was just injured. It was all unfortunate. You could have won last year if he didn't get injured, blah, 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 blah. But it was that injury, it was that togetherness that was formed in his stead that ended bringing the Celtics down. Which brings us back to the real O-meter. Can the Brooklyn Nets keep this up or is it a flash in the pan? Will something go wrong? I mean, not this year. As long as Kyrie's healthy, which, I mean, is a question mark. Yeah, I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned is um, Dim when he went down with the ACL, mm. which I don't think really like it does, it's it matters. A knock to their depth, man, it's a knock to their depth. I mean, what they started, yeah. um, Lawawu Cabarro today, mm. and they, like they wanted to keep Levert in the second unit, which I think makes sense. Mm. But it's definitely a, a loss to their depth. Yeah, yeah of, of course, it's not losing Durant or, or Kyrie, but... I think it does hurt them because I think one of the things I loved about their starting five was that between Durant, Kyrie and Dinwiddie, they had three ball handlers. And I mean, Joe Harris can just camp in a, in a corner and, and snipe threes. And then they had a rim runner in, in DeAndre or Jared Allen, whoever, whoever was on the floor at any, any point in time. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, like even their other dudes like Prince and Shamit and even Jeff Green, like they've all looked kind of okay, man. So it's sort mm-hmm. of like, that's early days, but I do think that the Dinwiddie injury is, it is, I don't know. I think that this team should be active come trade deadline because mm. this is a team that has aspirations to win a championship. So they've they got to do whatever they can to try and bolster that. Yeah, this is real. Uh, you, you talked about the depth. I was surprised. I should have, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I guess I kind of saw it, but this is one of the deepest teams as well. You know, you mentioned all those guys, Shamit, Jeff Green. Uh, I wish the Celtics had one or two of those guys at the moment. Um, they're they're for real, and the defense. Okay, obviously, you know, one forty one points given up to the Hawks is not ideal. But I think on the first couple of games, you know, obviously it's the first couple of games, but they're not going to be as bad as I think they were going to be when they get to the playoffs. I think they have the ability to turn it up. I think we've seen Kyrie be at least passable in the playoffs before. Yeah. And Jared Allen, man, he's he's the one closing games, right? DeAndre Jordan starting, and then Jared Allen's the one actually finishing the games. He's yeah. good. He can seriously yeah. protect the rim. 
I'm a, I'm he's a, really good. I'm a firm subscriber to the they get the LeBron treatment in that whatever happens in the regular season with defense is whatever, and come playoffs they will turn it on. Ooh, see, I, I think though, I think though, LeBron's earned that treatment in that he's shown again and again and again in the playoffs he can turn it up. You don't think but this team, this Finals team, MVP Kevin Durant hasn't earned that either? Yeah. But so what are we talking about? He has, uh, he has, but no one else on the team can defend. I mean, what uh, Luau Cabarro can, and Joe Harris is Jared not a, Allen a can. It's not, not, not a negative. Not a negative. But yeah, so that, I'm just, I'm not convinced fine. the whole team can just turn it up a notch. It might, it could be a bit of a Clippers situation where they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll turn it on, we'll turn it on, and then the time comes to turn it on. Nothing yeah, really happens. I, don't know. I think the Clippers situation. If anything, I think the Clippers. If you want to draw parallels, is it's more about the the locker room and the weirdness between the Clippers of two years ago, and then you add Kawhi and you add Paul George. That was the weirdness there. So I, 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 I don't know. I'm optimistic about the Nets. Obviously, I was optimistic about the Nets before the mm. season started. I'm still optimistic about the Nets. I think they'll be. I, I don't know. I, I was reluctant to say that they're going to win the East in the regular season at least because I, mm. I don't know. I think we, we've already seen a case of a bit of load management already. They they sat Kyrie and, and Durant second leg of a back-to-back the other day. So yeah. I, I think that they, they will do that throughout the course of the season. But in, in saying that, I think most teams probably will as well. So, um, mm. But I, I do think come playoffs that they've just got the firepower as long as those two guys are, are there and fit mm. and firing. I think yeah, that- for as much hate as I'm throwing around, I definitely am in the real camp as well. Yeah. There's something about as much as the... The vibes could turn at any moment. They've both been known to be prima donnas here and there. Yes. Kyrie and Durant do seem to get on really, really well. And maybe Kyrie having one of his best friends who might just be better than him in the same team might keep him in check. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're they're in tier one, whatever that tier is. I think it's Brooklyn and Miami for me. And I think you guys may have been right on the Celtics. I think maybe they're probably like on the borderline of that tier one as well. Um, yeah. But we'll get to that at another time. The other end of this matchup, the Atlanta Hawks, the newly assembled Atlanta Avengers. I'm, you I'm want to such talk a about, huge fan, man. You want to talk about deep teams. Like I was watching this game earlier. It's like they are so deep. Yeah. They can bring Gallo and Bogdanovich off the bench. And like these guys oh. are like pros, man. They're vets. This is what I was saying in our big ep the other week about the Hawks. And everyone was like, well, why'd they make those moves? What are they going to do with those guys? It's nothing. It's Nuffy. Look at them now. They're all spaced out. They're playing great. Trey Young's got people to pass to and people to space the floor for him. They look lethal. I mean, like, they, they're not stopping anyone. They let 141 points past them. But yeah. My, my they concern, play good ball. If anything, my concern was that you, you're potentially stunting the development of some of these guys like Reddish and, mm. and DeAndre Hunter, some of these draft picks, because all of a sudden now they're, they're essentially in a timeshare. They're competing for, for minutes with some of these other sort of veteran signings. I think that can be good, though. I, I, I kind of wish the Bulls did more of that, get these guys competing for minutes with a veteran that mm. like will just take their minutes if they're not, you know, performing if they're not showing their keen. Yeah. I am so high on Cam Reddish and Hunter. Mm. Cam Reddish looks like a beast when he's out there. He's still raw and he's still making mistakes, but his length and his shooting and how quickly he can get to the rack if you give him a just a glimpse of space. Like this team can grow and grow and grow. I'm so keen. Yeah, no, he's he's looking like the real deal. 
I could just quick question because I was busy watching uh, the Celtics Grizzlies. What happened? What was the deal with Gallinari only playing three minutes? He he, he got hurt. He got yeah. hurt. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, I, but did, I, I did see, I, I did see that happen, and I didn't really follow up and, and see what happened. But okay. he did come okay. off, and then obviously he hasn't got yeah, back. Yeah. Okay. But you know, they are so deep. Like even without him, like the bench is you know so, like, Solomon Hill's not awesome, but he's been he's been solid for for a he's long solid, time. Another yeah. yeah. And then. Bogdanovich, man, these guys. Are, I was. I also had question marks on the the fit with Capella. Like Capella didn't really feature at all after the trade last season. But mm. between him and John Collins, I was a bit sort of like, how's that going to work? But uh, you know, I think. I mean, John Collins is ultimately he's the guy for them going forward. Mm. I don't know whether Capella. I don't know what the deal is there. Well, maybe not. It's like he he's he's going to be a restricted free agent at the end of the year. They didn't offer him a deal, so this could be a. Play your way into Play our into future contract, plans, yeah. John Collins. Mm. Yeah, or you know, you do some kind of really big sign and trade, and you pull something off that mm. way. Yeah, and if you've, you've already but, got, but he's like him being on your team, like like tonight, right? He was awesome. He he gives you a pretty high ceiling when he's when he's going because he's mm. now that he's like a pretty reliable three point shooter. These guys can be kind of deadly. His defense still needs to get better. That's that's definitely the, the problem. Every, everyone's does. Yeah. Everyone's does. That's pretty much the weakness. Once they can click that into gear, they're a playoff team. So what's your what's your guys' thing thoughts with Trey Young? I've just never really been a huge huge fan. Like I obviously believe in his ability to put up points and and be an offensive force, but one, obviously the defense is a problem, but two, his style. Just, do you just like it? Because, I mean, again, he took 14. He made 14 out of 16 free throws. I don't understand how he gets so many free throws. He's just throwing his body around. He's got he gets the superstar whistle. I don't like it. Remember the other day I texted the group? <laughs> oh, I yeah, like, we, we had a little bit of a chat about today. I, yeah. I don't like – yeah, he's very much in the hard and Doncic mold of, of – of But, dude, like hunting how can fouls. you – how can you knock these guys? Uh, it works. Like it's not. I'm not. Yeah, of course. It's part works. of the game. I had thirty yeah. today. Like it's not. It's more just like, do I enjoy watching it? And it's just like, no. like the things about Trey Young that I enjoy. I enjoy the fact that you can nearly put him in that sort of Steph Dame category of like he can get anywhere he wants with his dribble. Like yeah. his his handle. I don't, I don't think you tight. nearly can. I think yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the guy can do anything with the ball. He's but a wizard. Between that and obviously his three point shooting, like he is a weapon at the point guard mm. on the offensive mm. end. Um, but it, I don't know. It's just it's really just nitpicking in the sense that I don't like watching dudes sort of pull up and use that sort of trickery to to yeah. draw four point plays. Yeah, I if, mean, it, if we're it, using it's, the, it's good strategy, as you said. Like it, it works, but it's just it's, sometimes it's not good mm. to watch. That's all. I think. He, he might have the best floater in the entire NBA. I was watching him versus the mm. Grizzlies the other night, and he it was just possession after possession, just money from like 8 to 12 feet. And, yeah, I was saying I wish that I could master that in my own pickup game because you can, <laughs> you can get it off anywhere. You can get you can get to the mid-range at any level, yeah. rec, college, NBA. If yep. you can get there and knock down that floater, it's, it's so valuable, and he's one of the best in the whole league at it. Um, he's got the floater. He's got the moving three. He's got the standing three. He's got the Kyrie like dribbling. He's got lethal passing into mm-hmm. people's hands on the move. Can get contact. If if I'm hitting him with the real o meter, I'm dinging. He's real. Yeah. So when we're talking about real, I guess before the season, the question was like, can they actually make the playoffs? 
I think. Yeah. I think they're in, in pole position in that tier to actually yeah, make it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, because man, the but yeah, the East though. There's the we were like maybe the Pacers don't fall into that lock category, but they're 100 percent a lock. Yeah, to, they'll be there. They're, they're a very solid team. I think in that group of teams, I'd probably chuck Charlotte in that group. I'd probably chuck uh, – I think I think you and I, Jake, were both reasonably high on Washington and they've really oh. started the season poorly. When I say high, I mean high in that group of teams mm. <laughs> competing yeah, yeah. for that eight seed. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, that, they're on the list as well. So let's just jump quickly to them. Um, the Washington Wizards are 0-4, I think. Yeah, 0-4. Yeah. Oh, man. And – I just assume Russ is averaging a triple double, but they're zero and four. Yeah, and that's what's kind of scary is that Westbrook's been averaging tri- triple double and putting up pretty solid numbers. Beal's been putting up twenty five plus, thirty plus a night, and they're still zero and four. That's not that's not good, and does not bode well for their chances to make the playoffs. It's it's weird too because this roster has a fair bit of talent on it, mm-hmm. like that rookie they got, Denny Avidia. Av- Av- yeah, Denny Av- Av- Avdia. He's good. I like him. Uh, yeah. Forgive me for the mispronunciation, but he's he's been out there 38 minutes a game. Like they don't sub him out and put in a vet. The guy's like making the right switches. He's not scoring heaps, but he he's doing the right thing. Hachimura's got talent. Uh, Troy Brown Jr.'s got talent. Davis Burton's a sniper. Like, whoa, what's the go here? Well, <laughs> they've got two all stars, a guy that's averaged triple doubles for entire seasons. A sniper, it's not enough. Like they, they're a shambles. There's no semblance of identity. Well, there's no defense either, and so, mm. and maybe they're not good enough on offense, which I thought they would be. I really thought that yeah. they kind of. I thought that the Hawks and them would kind of be flipped here a little bit um, going into the season. Obviously, one week in, but um, I and I. So maybe when you talk about the real meter, I'm still, I'm not out on them, just because I think Beal mm. and Westbrook are still that good. But it's a pretty worrying start. It's given me huge. Um, do you remember that OKC season with Paul George and Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> yeah. It's given me a lot of that vibes. They still, um, they still made the playoffs. Which might be, an, they made the might be enough in the East. Yeah. They just got I mean, jingled in the playoffs. Like, yeah. They'll probably still make the play in game, but I don't know. It's it. The spots are kind of drying up quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I like I said, I was of those sort of teams in that sort of eight to twelve range. Maybe I had the Wizards as probably my fave, just because I, I had faith in Russ. Just the talent, yeah, just, yeah. Russ and Beal alone, and I, I'm a massive fan of Bertans. I, I really am pushing for that to become a big three somehow. Can we make Bertans <laughs> and Westbrook and Beal a big three? I don't know, <laughs> but um, I yeah I I think the Hawks in the first week that their depth that was something that I I was looking at as a negative because I was worried about the development of the young guys but I think now it's it's a positive man it's because mm. they're just so deep and these vets I mean Bogdanovich just goes out there and gets buckets straight up yeah so, so just like like I I don't think that uh, the Wizards have that coming off their bench so it's sort of it's 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 I'm higher on Atlanta after obviously the record is I'm just going off of that, but like I'm higher on Atlanta than what I was a week ago and I'm lower on the wizards now for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So real they're, they're like, you know, if you, if the meter like kind of flutters up and down, if they're like a, they're fluttering. Do you think um, Scotty Brooks is, is, he's should be worried. 
Well, how many yes. more? How many more losses before? Yeah, yeah, I, not many. I feel like he. If this doesn't turn around in the next week or two, and they're still piling up loss after loss, he's gone. The problem like, is whenever can't... you like do that in the middle of the season or whatever, like I don't know whoever you bring in isn't it going to be that good either? Because everybody that yeah. was looking for a job is now has a job for the year at has least. Mm. So I don't know. There's a lot of good coaches being assistants this year too. Yeah, but they're not leaving. They're locked up. Yeah, I think you would also really potentially strain the franchise's relationship with Russ potentially as well because Mm -hmm. obviously he's quite close with Scotty Brooks. Mm -hmm. So it's a tricky one. All right. That's medium real. Fluttering. Fluttering, Fluttering. yeah. We'll check back in in a couple weeks. (laughs) Falling. When they're 0-8, we might be able to make a better assessment. Now, the next one on the list, I previously had written down Jalen Brown and Peyton Pritchard, but between writing it down and the Celtics playing the Grizzlies, I had to update it to Jalen fucking Brown because (laughs) he's that good. (laughs) He's that good. And he just had a career high 42 points in three quarters. Like Jalen has turned into through the first four or five games here as an all NBA kind of guy. That first game against the Bucks, he was, he dropped 30 plus and was better than Tatum. Tatum kind of got the buzz because he hit that game winner. And that's kind of been the the theme of Jalen Brown's career the last couple of years because Tatum is being so good. It's been like, oh, and don't forget, Jalen's also been really good. But Jalen's been the Celtics' best player through the start of the season so far. He has improved exponentially every single year. I remember when he was drafted mm. third overall, he could barely get on the floor that first year to now – He's running pick and rolls, pulling up in the in the mid range, throwing skip passes to the corner. He came in as a, someone who can't shoot, and now he's a forty percent three three point shooter. Uh, obviously, you know has the ability to play all all defense, um, all NBA. So, is is this like him being at this level? Kind of gives the Celtics two all NBA quality. Wings is kind of scary and the perfect future for for a franchise. And I guess when you're looking at from, from a real or not real perspective, do you think that this jump from Jalen is real? I think yes, it is real because the guy flat out works harder than just about anyone. Like you can see it if he's improving this viscerally every single season. He's obviously putting in the work. You see all these videos of him doing like marathon runs with his uncle or his granddad or yeah. whatever it was. Like the guy loves it. He works hard. He he gets lapped up in all that. He huge huge early Bulls Jimmy Butler vibes. Mm-hmm. Every single season, just like shockingly adding more and more into his game to the point where you're like, what the hell else can this guy add? He's two way force. He could be. To to be honest, I've long wondered could he be better than Jason Tatum Jason Tatum's the natural talent clearly it just all is so smooth to him and he never had to struggle to like get his shot right or anything it was all just so nice from the get-go but maybe that um maybe that I don't know what's the word maybe the need to work so hard is what's gonna set Jalen up for the future yeah I don't don't know if Jalen's working harder than Tatum but the level of improvement from season to season is just absurd. I, I, 
I text my dad every game, and basically every game we've been like, he's. I'm just blown away every 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 single game. How is Jalen still doing this? I can't believe he's come so far. But and so if you look at it that way, who am I to say that he won't take over Tatum eventually? I don't know. That would be great news. As a fan, as a fan, you want that. You want the both of them to be like constantly trying to one up each other. Yeah. I I love it. There was a Brad Stevens the day before the season started. He um got on the, the treadmill and he just likes to walk. He's a big walking guy. He's like, got to clear his mind. Everybody's out of the right. facility except for two guys, Jalen and Tatum, and they're just playing one-on-one, going at it. And that, Yeah, that's how that's how Scotty Pippen and Michael yeah. Jordan improved. They played one-on-one yeah. constantly. And uh, basically, I'm not even, I don't even care if it's real. Not real. I just needed to get this into the podcast. Because, <laughs> um, I think it's real. I'm dinging. Yeah. But uh, I think Jalen Brown, all-star guaranteed, potentially all-NBA. The forward spots, are, they're competitive. Mm. They're, he's good, though. I Yeah, as much as I typically take the anti-Celtic <laughs> stance on anything on this podcast. I, Jalen is my favorite Celtic. I've mm. always been I've always been team Jalen over Jason. Not that I – I just – I just we were saying before we started recording, I just – I don't know, aesthetically, I just like Jalen more. I love his hustle and yeah, he's he's definitely improved. You're right. I think that the improvements from year one, Jalen Brown to to where we are now, it's he, he will definitely be in an all star game this year if yeah. there is an all star game. Oh, they're, yeah, they're not uh, actually doing one, but they'll announce the. Well, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I think it's real, absolutely. I, I guess it's more just like where, and it's it's probably the wrong thing to try and comp to other players in the mm-hmm. league earlier, but like, what's the what's the ceiling for Jalen Brown? Mm-hmm. And is is he like I, I I think that the ceiling for Tatum is is higher, mm. but um yeah I I am a massive fan of Jalen Brown. Yeah, I think I think the Paul George Jimmy like the Jimmy Butler yeah. comparison I think is perfect where you just without the without the ability to just demand trades and blow up two teams. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, if Jalen can be as good and as much of a hustler and as as hungry as Jimmy Butler, but without the super emotions involved, mm. then that's a hell of a player, man. I think like, you you put, want that. You put Jalen and Peyton Pritchard in the second yes. unit and they'll be they'll be winning those um scrimmage. <laughs> yes. Peyton Pritchard is the second part of this. Don't have to spend too much time on this, but he's looking like the steal of the draft right now. He's come in and been awesome the last two games. Everybody hated the pick and he's he's looking like a skinny uh Fred, Freddie Van Vliet out there. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, awesome. yeah, yeah. The, the little bit of Celtics I've watched so far, mate. The guy just ball of energy comes on. He just hits his spot up threes when they, when it comes his way, and he'll just make the right plays. I think it's yeah, it's a great pick if he, yeah. if he can continue to do that. He's a baller. Just quickly on this, this was unscripted, but I'm going to throw it in while we're on the topic. Okay. Have you noticed any nice improvements? Where's Grant Williams mm. on the relo meter? Oh God! Um, so this is where I think some no summer league and shortened off season hurts some guys. I think Grant really would have benefited just from like non pressure situation, able to kind of work on a couple of things. He's looked pretty lost, which has been really surprising because uh, I'm coming to the season. I was like, put I thought start Grant. He's always solid, um, but the last couple of games he's been a little bit all over the place. I think he's in his head a little bit. Um, yeah, it hasn't been good so far. Um, 
I think it's okay because we've, we've got a much larger sample size of him being solid and he came in mm. in the playoffs and had some really nice moments. So I'm not super worried, but at the moment it hasn't been hasn't been very good. I appreciate the update. Thank you. <laughs> I know you're a big Grant guy. Don't worry. <laughs> your own, I, I'm not a fan of Grant Williams at all. I don't like that guy. I I get it. He's he's never going to be a. I, yeah. What was the, how high how high did he take him? He, he wasn't was like a lottery pick. Was he sixteenth or something like As that? He was. Oh, yeah. 16th. I, I, I mean, know, like he's it. he's he's very versatile though, and he was solid. Like the guy's still a rookie for all intents yeah, and purposes. I don't know. Like you don't want your lottery picks to be solid. You want them well, to be fucking. He wasn't so, a lottery yeah. pick. Our lottery pick was Romeo <laughs> Langford, who obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Celtics Twitter wished we would have taken um, Brandon Clark, to, who went like a couple of picks later, who I yeah. who's obviously been a bit. Um, bit better than Grant is. Okay. He's just super explosive, yeah. that guy. Which I think actually would fit the Celtics quite well. Thank you for Moving on. Um, indulging me there, fellas. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, always a pleasure. <laughs> um, next on the list, um, the Warriors, Kelly, Obre- Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins are not Clay Thompson. No. <laughs> they're not the step, no, they're, they're not. Not the I love that graphic of just like, what was it when it's like replacing clay with bricks or something oh, like that? Yeah. And <laughs> showing all their pictures. Um, it breaks my heart because I'm a massive Kelly Oubre guy. He, so, uh, he, he started really slow, but yeah. I'm sure he's going to yeah, I think, I think level come, out I eventually. That will come around, yeah. Yeah, he can't be this bad all season or he'll be out of the league. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, the Warriors have not started that strongly. Uh, Steph has still been good, man. So it, it, they're probably going to go as far as Steph can take them. But you what? know what? I I'm really loving watching Steph's. Uh, you know, like after, for instance, they won their last game, and they shouldn't have been celebrating. It was against a shit team. But I loved how as soon as they won, he went up to all the marginalized guys, got them fired up. You know, like. This is how we do it. You know, this is the Warriors. Next game, we're going to come again. Hopefully, he can rub some of that off on these younger guys and they can start to feed into the culture. It's going to be an ugly year. Yeah. Have you seen that meme? And it's like a fibro house with a Bugatti Veyron outside. Yes. Yeah. And it's like Steph and all his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Just is is the shitty team that they beat your team, Josh? The Bulls? Is that who you talking about? <laughs> oh man, they, they did beat the Bulls, and they celebrated, like, no, which not, made me we're feel not, good. We're not, we're not naming any teams here. I was so <laughs> He's like, and they beat Red. some shit team. Like that was beyond me. <laughs> my my brain blacked it out. I forgot about that. Um, but um, yeah, no. Wiseman, like he's five games in or whatever, but the guy's got serious potential. You see him flying around out there launching threes with zero hesitation he's seven foot tall can jump over everyone like that's going to be a key warrior moving forward yeah he's but again like they're they're juggling staying competitive and developing their young team all at the one time i mean steph curry can help but i'm i'm if if we're if we're turning to the real o meter here it's middling yeah i think we've got another whiz situation here uh wiseman dude he that guy's potential. I mean, who knows if he'll get there? But like that, that guy's a freak of nature. Yeah, yeah. Like if if they and I'm sure he's in for a guy with raw skills but huge potential. I'd want them nowhere else but the Warriors. They're going to maximize his gifts. I hope mm. if they can squeeze 
Draymond Green out of college did not look like an NBA player or useful whatsoever. And they got him to like mm. all defensive player of the year, all defense, other world, Superman. So if they can do that to Draymond, I'm very, very, very curious to see what they can do to Wiseman. Um, Beatty, I know this um, breaks your heart. Obviously, there's no Draymond yet, but how's um, how's I've been watching the Warriors been going for you? I I kind of want them to call it at some point <laughs> during the year and sort of step out of that that I guess play in race because I think that's realistically where they're probably at. Yeah, I think um, as much as Steph might have an absolute monster season individually. But whether or not that's going to be enough to carry them to, you know, I, I draw a lot of parallels to the Blazers in, in previous years where obviously Dang mm. is like, like all NBA top level point guard, but it's not as if the Blazers have been sort of a one seed or a two seed or a three seed. They've always been sort of just scraping into the playoffs. So um, I think it'll probably be a similar kind of thing for the Warriors. And it's just whether or not they, they're happy with that or do they, I'm not going to say shut it down, but like, you know, like it's is it is it just a sort of lost season? It, it sort of sucks that we're going to get a second season where in, in Steph Curry's prime, where the Warriors are just not competitive. I don't think so. I think as long as Steph is healthy, they will keep improving. I don't think it'll ever be like totally lost. You know, like last year, they, they, there is talent on this team. I think what does hamper them moving forward is what the hell are they going to do with Andrew Wiggins? Before the draft, you can, you know, couple him with a pick, maybe flip him to somewhere else for another large contract guy. But now you've drafted Wiseman, you're definitely not letting him go. So what the hell are you going to do with Wiggins? You've got to reclaim him. You've got to turn him into something or you're just stuck with him. Dude, I good luck now. Because like that first, he had, 20, he had twenty-seven the other night against Detroit. Yeah, he, he played know, good the other I night. I know, I know. It's so classic. It's so. He's, what was he? I, I, he Nine was like, nineteen from the field. Yeah, he was. Right. He was twentieth, like top twenty in scoring last year. Like he's going to end up doing it again because he just goes yeah. off against the Pistons. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, but you know, like who knows if he can form some semblance of continuity and consistency in this Warriors team. I love you, Josh. And they got a they got a super athletic <laughs> wing. You never know. He's Steph so might hopeful. do something more with him than everyone else did beforehand. It's good to have you here because we need someone who's just not willing to write off people all the time. But I think you're also <laughs> I think I'm having time. I mean it's yeah, maybe like maybe. I, I he agree. played good though. That's the thing. That against Detroit, yeah, he was he was good. <laughs> But I mean, and the other game, I remember the season opener, they played the Nets in the opener and that was the sort of start of that Ubre Wiggins just brickathon. Oh, nothing dude. was going in. I I mean, I think we, obviously you'd like to trade Wiggins, I think, but it's just like what team's going to take that contract? And it's, yeah, it, maybe, you have, maybe. And you're right, you would have to attach Wiseman and I, I really don't think that they would want to do that after, obviously, no way. early days. No way. But yeah. That's a, a you just pay sort of... you just pay Wiggins contract if that's the trade off. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, pay it's him and keep Wiseman. Fuck yeah! So it feels like we're all kind of on the real side of things of the Warriors, kind of being bought like barely Not good. a playing team. Not good. Yeah, Not yes. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what we've seen. What what's was their record right now? Two I, and two, two actually. Three. Is it two and two? Well, that's that's not too bad. Yeah, two and two. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're right now. They're in the play-in. 
They're ten. They're in the plane. Um, but they and they and to be fair, you know, like they they got stomped by the Bucks and the Nets, who are really fucking good. Good teams, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yep. so they might I, be good I'm, enough I'm, to get into the top. I think they'll probably. I actually still think they'll probably make it into the to the ten. But I before the season, I had them at like six. I didn't, and maybe they're not as bad. But I, I'm I'm the, the supporting. I don't even know half the players on the team. I'm like I watch basketball yeah. every day. I'm like, who are these players? I th- I think I'm still a believer in that sixth seed. I think yeah, it can wow. still happen because these we- guys, Steph is still Steph. He's still, you know, like the guy that changed basketball forever. If as long as these guys can contribute, he's not played with this team before. But if they can figure it out, mm. I'm certain they'll they'll eventually start winning games. Uh, the other one as well, right? We haven't seen Draymond yet. And yeah. assuming yeah. that Draymond comes back and, and has a positive impact, um, then that's a big addition for them. All yeah. right. This They're is, just a missing play. That's it. This is the, Okay, we won't write them off one week in. That seems fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we've got three teams left on my list here. Um, Cavs, Kings, or Raptors? You guys, Joshy, would you like to reel or no reel? Uh. Cavs. We were talking about the King, Kings yeah. yesterday. Maybe the Kings. Well, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't know how real that is. I never heard of the guy before yesterday, and he's shooting from the logo. So <laughs> he's been we'll, good. We'll see. He's been good every game so far. Um, he's yeah. racing to the top of the uh, to the Rookie of the Year standings. I kind of like the Kings. Uh, you got yeah. It fits a bit. They're really athletic. Yeah, the fits a little bit weird because you kind of want. Now it seems like you want Halliburton to be playing, but because you got Fox, yeah. him, and Heald, but they've got talent. Like Heald's, Heald's good. Fox, we all like on this podcast. Harrison Barnes, you know, he he will always he's solid. He will always be cursed from that uh, final series, but he's a he's a good he's a good player, and I'm, I've always liked yeah. the Elitsa, uh, Rashawn Holmes. We're a very Rashawn Holmes friendly podcast here. Um, I was shitting on Bagley a little bit yesterday, but even he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Bagley's yeah. good. I'm a president of the Bagley fan. I love Bagley. Yeah, my, well, I just want I, to make clear before Beatty goes on his presidential speech. <laughs> I think, but I think Bagley's good, and I think that's all he is. Okay, I I I agree with Jake that the fit is a bit weird, and I think that's like the, that annoys me about the front court where between Holmes and Whiteside and Bagley, like how do you find? minutes and is that even a modern nba front court where you know can any of those guys consistently sort of step out and shoot a three like that's like Bonds no can. probably not right Bonds can. yeah yeah but it's like i it, but then what do you do with like a guy like bielitsa like how many minutes does that guy play yeah, in the rotation like it, it's he, sort of tricky like it's and i'm not a massive harrison barnes fan as much as he's i like him. a consistent sort of solid nba player like it's you know i I, I don't know the Kings. I, I enjoy watching them. They're actually probably higher on my league pass sort of rankings than than most teams. Mm. But I yeah, they're a tricky team, man. Like I, I didn't have high expected expectations for them at the start of the year. Mm. I thought I thought the jokes about the Pacific Division were kind of funny. Where like the Suns really beefed up. Obviously, the two LA teams are strong. Steph's yeah. coming back for the Warriors, and then you've got the Kings just being like, "Oh shit, what are we doing?" <laughs> um, White side, yeah. White yeah. Side. <laughs> Yeah, but like I don't know, they've they've, they've in after one week of ball, they've been probably a, a, an interesting team, right? Mm-hmm. They've won more than yeah. I thought they'd win. They're fuck, they're 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 three and one right now. Yeah, 
Uh, I think Whiteside might be my least favorite player. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. such a huge claim. There's right like there. 600 players in the league. White side. <laughs> I'm happy to take all of you. You mentioned this in the chat yesterday. Let's get all of his minutes and just give them both to Holmes and, and Bagley. Yeah, I just dude, don't want to yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I'm all for it. Um, it's a bit of an unnecessary. It's redundant. Yeah. Well, I feel like two years ago when they ruined the Celtics draft pick, they were like good, and they got the 14. They got you know borderline playoffs, and they drafted Bagley. Which obviously was a mistake because they could have got Luca, but then they took a step back last year. They have the drama with Bogdanovich and Heald and all that shit, and they're just being the kings. Mm. But now, no, kind of. I mean, oh, obviously, again, a week, but they got some momentum here. Like Fox, maybe yeah. that he's that guy. Um, I, I I like their continuity. These are the same guys that have played together for a good while now. They've grown together, uh, and the thing is, all five of them are athletic they can all play at the same pace which is fast yeah. a lot of other teams can't keep up with that they're physical that's their that's their gift they're skilled but also strong physical fast yeah i think that's the key to them winning games out west yeah i think it's more real than not real yeah i'd say if you flipped it from three to one to two and two i'd say they're about there okay. maybe a bit above 500 i they're not definitely not a 500 team for me in the West, okay. but it's, it's sort of like, I don't know, dude, like it's the West is just a, it's just a, it's a battlefield. Like yeah. I mm. looking at the teams, I was like, I think the Kings would probably be bottom three in the West. And I still kind of kind of think that right now. Like it's hard, like what teams, uh, again, we're going off three to four games yeah. in the first week of basketball. But like, I mean, even like Oklahoma, I think everyone sort of had the thunder penciled in as they're tanking and they've they're looked good. kind of okay for a, yeah, I, exactly. I knew so, it. Like, I knew it. I knew Shay and Al Horford would keep them afloat somehow. Yeah, so it's sort of like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like obviously you don't want to discourage the development of guys like Fox and Halliburton and, mm. and Bagley and these young guys. But at the same time, like it's, it's just a, it's a war field out there. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's tough. Yeah, like chances are they probably end up missing the playoffs. Which, yeah, you know, I, d- I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but but they're yeah, dude, the the fucking Thunder, man, they're they're solid. Um, all right, we got time for they better start losing games if yeah, they if they think, want those picks to come. I think good. someone <laughs> someone might um, trade for Al Horford, which I think will do one more team. Um, the Raptors, zero and three. Yep. Struggling. That'd be a great Al Horford destination. Oh, no, not really. He's on a big yes. contract. No, no, no. No, I think, and they said this on the No Dunks podcast today as well, that he would kind of short that front court. I mean, Bainesy's, may, I think, maybe lost a bit of a step. Um, he was mm. kind of good as a backup last year. And then you're otherwise you're relying on Boucher and Alex Len, which is. Yeah. Yeah. They miss their Mark Gasol. Yeah. Yeah. Ubaka and Gasol are looking real good for LA and. Um, the Clippers so LA. far, yeah. Um, so maybe that's a that's an option. But you you talked about you know the forward position's tough for all NBA. I'll tell you one player who's definitely falling out and should never have been there in the first place. Pascal Siakam, mild, mild P. Oh, yeah. No, he, Dude, he should have been there. He was playing good. He played good for like two months. At the <laughs> Shut up. He sucks. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. I'm, I'm with. I'm with. This is this is I'm what we're so talking like, about. Yeah. He had. I, so what, you you reckon that whole two year streak was just a uh, he got hot for a bit? It wasn't two year streak. He was good in his role when it Kawhi was, good was there. For one year, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then what he played good for like the first two months of the season last year, and just somehow 
and then kept putting up like mediocre numbers. And then I don't think he's bad. He's just in the wrong role. They need him to be the man. He's not the man. He's so like he's not, yeah, exactly. excellent complimentary oh, piece. Yeah, for a, he's not bad. He's he's not the man. Mate, he got paid a max contract. He's bad right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he's did get paid, paid a max man contract. money. You should got to be the man. Yeah, that's right. I think they're great. I agree. The comp there is we were talking about him. Earlier. I think Jalen Brown is like, a, and I mean Jalen's out here putting up forty a game. Mm. And yeah. what, what, what's what's um what's his name started the season? Pascal. Well, if they, if they didn't, if they terrible, didn't pay him, they lost him. They needed him. Yeah, well, they did need him. Yeah, like, it's a. I don't know. This is just a transition season for the Raptors. I think. I think they, they're still probably good enough that they've started terrible. What zero and three? Yeah. But um, I think surely there's enough talent there for them to scrape in the playoffs, right? Yeah. If they do scrape in the playoffs, then I think their long term future will be fine because they have like Kyle. I think Kyle Lowry's contract runs out soon. Um, yeah. So money will be coming off, and they'll have a bit more flexibility again. They'll have their new core: Freddie Van Vliet, Siakam, if they choose to keep him, and OG Ananobi. They're kind of cap- OG Ananobi's. They they've they've really paid him, and like he's a good well, player. But is he going to step it up man. to that money? You've yeah, paid he's not the guys, man. You're paying a man money, and you need one of them at least to step up. Yeah. I didn't mind yeah. that Ananobi it was like four years, seventy four. That's like that's yeah. pretty. That's okay. But then. You got Siakam on the max, and then seventy four for OG, and then eighty five for Van Vliet, and then all of a sudden you lose Larry, yeah. and you're kind of kind not got a lot of moves. And so I actually kind of like them as a Harden destination. You trade Siakam and bring in, and Harden. that's such a that's such a Masai Ujiri move too. Just like yeah, low key, we got James Harden now. <laughs> Whoa, <Obviously, he'll laughs> so I didn't. I never thought Kawhi would end up there. That's for sure. Yeah. But I think I think I don't know. Harden will probably just leave, and then I don't think that makes him a title favorite. But yeah, it's a tough one, eh? The, what you'd have to give up in that trade, you'd probably gut your team mm-hmm. in order to do it. And yeah. I don't think you're in a necessarily better. Like it's you can't really draw as many parallels to the Kawhi trade because Kawhi came in to a team that was still pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're very uh, good. It was just yeah. him for Demar, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I, I would like the idea of Harden in Toronto. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's really top, fun. Top five, top five NBA city, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, but I think, like, obviously not zero and three, but I think kind of real, where they might be in that lower. Like, I, I think they're still yeah. locked to make the playoffs. They're gonna, they're good enough to do that. But I think they're in that Indiana, maybe even below Indiana at this point. Yeah, I'm. I- on the real meter, I'm not real at all. I'm I'm down. This is not real. They're gonna be okay. maybe. I'm I'm calling Orlando Magic esque. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good comp. Do you think Orlando are better than Toronto? No, straight no, up. Surely not. Well, no, because Orlando Toronto did right win now. a chip <laughs> two <laughs> years ago. Like a number one pick. Yeah. Well. That's your boy. No, I'm saying Orlando could could. Gazump them this year, but if you ask me like today, who's the better team? I'm still going to side with Toronto. Yeah, I understand. But that, yeah. that's that's the that's the scale I'm leaving them at right now. Okay, we won't write off the two seed from last year just yet. That seems mm. fair. All yeah, right, because you you know they still they still won. They're not terrible. I oh, know. Yeah, they should be fine. But yeah, problems. Well, maybe that that's enough. Realometing, yeah, that's <laughs> for, fun for the week, and we should suck in a few more games before we revisit yeah. uh, a few more trending potential issues or 
or clusterfucks, mm-hmm. if you will. Sounds good, man. Any closing thoughts, fellas? Uh, Lamelo just went off for twenty-two, five and nine. Let's go! Nice, Let's go! Nice. <laughs> Oi, oh, speaking of Lamelo, <laughs> I was about to compliment the NBL. Got to bring in my boy Jashawn Tate here, who dunked. I can't remember who he dunked on yesterday, but oh, he yeah, yeah, yammed yeah. on him. It was against the um, the Nuggets, I think it was. What- Beatty, you you called this two years ago. You're like, this guy's a bull. He's he, a good player. He's a good player. He's too good for the NBL. Yeah, and I, he's, I think he's good enough for the NBA. That's for sure. I, I'm optimistic that he's going to go and have a, a long NBA career now. Yeah, uh, even the, the, him getting into the headlines, a little bit of a scrap with Harden in practice. Yes, yeah. that, that's all good. That's all Mad. good signs, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great for the NBL. Hopefully, the success of Lamelo this year and guys mm-hmm. like Jay Sean Tate. If if uh, what's his name at the Nuggets? Um, uh, Hampton. Yeah, RJ Hampton. Yeah, RJ. RJ. If RJ can get a few minutes and he looks all right too, then a lot more players are going to come and hopefully do their early development over here, which would be great for us. That's right. Yeah, man. Definitely, yeah. Well, they've got a couple, I think, the Hawks, the Illawarra Hawks. Well, they're not the Illawarra Hawks now, whatever they're called. <laughs> they've got, <laughs> I think, the Warriors, the Warriors have drafted and stashed a guy and he's going to play for the Hawks this season. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then I think I think Adelaide I think Adelaide the thirty sixes have got an Aussie guy who uh, he hopes to be he's probably going to be a top twenty pick next year so that that's that's hopefully good news too. Yeah, man. Like at this rate, we'll have a lot of Aussies in the league in the next ten years. Mate, it's a golden era for Aussie basketball. I'm telling you, we need to win a gold medal in this era because if we don't, it's a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons leading us. I hope so. Benny boy. A full full episode. We almost without, went we, without we, saying we, his name. Had <laughs> <laughs> to fuck it up right, <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we'll leave you till next week. You've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh Timoteo here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Peace. Peace.